so me and Liam get together once a week. Um, we chew the fat. We show off these half-decent beards, but I'm not showing that. Fuck it, that wog head off. Not a chance. Uh, we answer some questions. Um, and then any questions you guys have got, throw them in the comments below. So I'll kick off. So the question was, how accurate are Fitbit exercise trackers um, and smartwatches, bits and bobs like that? So regarding how accurate they are, all right, um, they're accurate to a certain extent. So there might be, you know, margins left and right where they're not fully um, 100% accurate. But does that matter for us, general population? Probably not. So if you're tracking your steps and on a Monday it says you're on 5,000 steps, whether that's like 4,500 or 5,000 or 5,500, you know it's still not enough. Um, but then if your watch is telling you you're near the 10,000, then you know, you, you, you know you're about right. Uh, heart rate monitor on your watch and stuff like that. I, I wear a Garmin. I absolutely swear by my Garmin. My Garmin's the Garmin Fenex 5. Um, and whenever I've had my heart rate taken at the doctors and stuff like that, just, out, just me being me, I've always checked to see if it's accurate. And it is always the same. Um, so some things probably are more accurate than the others. Um, but I think it's a good way to gauge where you're at, your activity level. So if your watch is telling you you're not active at all, well, then it's probably accurate uh, regardless of who your steps are 100%, regardless of stuff like that. Um, other features, smartwatches app, so like your distance and stuff like that, uh, any, any smartwatches that are GPS enabled will be very accurate for your measurements. Uh, so like if you're running, I don't know, a mile, two mile, whatever it is, it, it, that probably will be quite accurate. But some bits, maybe like your steps and stuff like that, won't be as accurate as what you'd want it to be. But it's still a very, very good indication as to how active you are or how not active you are. So my first question, uh, can you build muscle in a calorie deficit? Um, it's a good question. And if you'd have probably asked me this a few years ago, I'd have just give you the straight no. Um, but generally thinking about it, I think there's a few instances where you could build uh, muscle in a deficit. So first off, if you're new to the gym, so if you've never resistance trained before, um, that new stimulus, um, providing you're not in too harsh of a deficit, providing your protein intake's adequate, uh, providing you're actually training hard, um, there's no reason why you couldn't build muscle and um, that sort of new stimulus per with the, the protein intake that you'll be uh, obviously taking on board there's no reason why you couldn't build muscle in a deficit um, obviously if you're eating poverty calories 900 calories a thousand calories uh, you're probably not going to be building any muscle if you're not training hard if you're training twice a week just like one up or one lower uh, again probably not going to build muscle if your protein intakes 40 grams a day again probably not going to build muscle but uh, if you're a newbie to the gym, then there's absolutely no reason why not. Um, if you're sort of a, a gym goer who's advanced or you've uh, you've been training for a while, then uh, if you want to build muscle, just try not for above, just above maintenance calories. It doesn't have to be a huge surplus. Just keep yourself ticking over. Again, train the house down, keep protein up, ensure recovery, uh, and you can build muscle that way. But there's no reason why if you're new to the gym, you, you can't build muscle in a deficit. Great. Uh, so someone asked me, am I getting the COVID haircut? Um, no, not at all. It took me months to grow this. Look at that. People pay for this. People pay and go to Turkey for this. There's no way I'm cutting this off. Laura keeps asking me, wife keeps asking me, can I cut your hair? No, not a chance. There's only one person that's cutting this hair. Um, so no, it's staying for lockdown, whether it's another week, whether it's another year, it, uh, it'll be staying. You get it down to it and maybe plait my beard and hair into the one. Um... Another question I had, uh, what's my first meal after lockdown? 
I'm a greedy bastard, me, so I've planned out my full day. Um, it's going to have to be definitely uh, Mackey's breakfast. Um, it'll probably be bagel, sausage egg, bagel, something like that. Uh, probably go for a Subway lunch, nice big foot long meatball, and then for t evening meal. I struggled with this one. I don't know whether... I don't know whether it'd be because I've been eating out. It'd be probably be like a Wagamama's or something like that, or maybe like Mr. Lau's in Warrington something. Yeah, but it, it's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of money spent on meals once this lockdown's gone. I'll tell you that definitely, definitely. What about you? What's your lock, post lockdown meal? I'm just a Domino's man, and obviously they're still delivering, so it's not. It's yeah. Not really the end of the world, is it? But the menu is shocking at the moment. They aren't even stocking pineapple at the moment. And I'm a, pie, I'm a pineapple man. It leads me on to my next question, which is what would your de death row meal be? So if I was on death row, I actually look like I could be at the moment. I'm prime, <laughs> prime suspect at the moment. Um, I, I'm a pizza man, me. So pizza, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't deviate from the plan. I wouldn't want to order something uh, obscure and then I'm disappointed. Imagine, imagine dying unsatisfied with your, your death row meal. You try and mix it up so... I like little, little pepperoni and pineapple, stuffed crust, and just drink the, the garlic dip because calories don't count <laughs> when you're dead, so. Yeah. Gall gallons of the garlic dip. I was screaming. We, yeah. we, ordered, we ordered Pizza Hut the other night. No, no cheesy bites. Not, not, cheesy bites is off the menu. I wasn't happy with that at all. Uh, so a question I had. No, it's shite. Um, next question I had. Favourite leg exercise. Does anyone like training legs? Uh, no. Uh, Favourite leg exercise? I'd have to go with one that Liam introduced me to, and that was the pendulum squat. Um, absolutely cripples you. You get nothing more than 10 kilo on it if, if, if you're lucky, uh, and it absolutely buries you. But, yeah, I'd say get a lot of bang for your buck for the, with the pendulum. Um, I'd say that's my probably that. Um, other lower exercises, deadlift. Um if you wanted to, if you wanted to talk lower exercises other than leg exercises, uh, yeah, definitely deadlift if we're going lower. But if it's legs, pendulum. So my next question: um, Can you overconsume protein? So generally, if um, unless it's taking you into a calorie surplus and you don't want to be, then no. Um, Obviously, digestion could be disrupted if you're eating like obscene amounts of protein, and I mean like two and a half, three grams per pound, something like that. If, especially if you're not used to eating protein initially, anyway. If you're eating four or five hundred grams of protein a day, I don't know how you could get that amount um, unless you're supplementing heavily. But generally, um, if it's not putting you into a calorie surplus and it's an, and it's not a ridiculous amount, then I wouldn't worry about it. Um, I'd worry more if you're not getting enough protein. Um, if you are over-consuming protein, you could probably be putting your calories to better use elsewhere. So we know that protein gives you four calories per gram. Carbohydrates give you four calories per gram as well. So if you're hitting an adequate protein, say you're hitting 0.8 grams per pound, a gram per pound, um, use those calories for, for carbs. Why not? Um, I'd much rather eat uh, two crumpets than a couple of chicken breasts um, every day of the week. So you can be putting them to better use. So I generally wouldn't worry about over-consuming protein. I'd more worry about under-consumption. Yeah, it can, can, kind of um, depends on your own digestion system as well. If your body's not used to eating so much, you'll just, your body will just get rid of it through waste. I've got a question similar to that um, 
with a bit of a different answer. So the question was, should your protein be one gram per pound of body weight, uh, which is the general um, equation, like general rule of thumb, that's what you go with when working out protein. Um, doesn't mean it's right for everyone. It is just a guideline. It depends on you. Because um, the, que the question, the lad also asked me, um, how quick can you build muscle? So what, what, what he's trying to allude to is, what's the best optimum protein intake for building muscle? Um, so your protein intake is important. It'll aid in your recovery. Uh, it will aid in building muscle, obviously. But there's a lot of other factors you need to think about when trying to build muscle. So you, like Liam touched on before, your training age. If you're new to training, you're going to pile muscle on in the first 12 months very, very quickly. If you've been training five, six, seven, ten years, you'd be, you'd be lucky to add a couple of pounds um, within months, unless you're obviously enhancing um, and then obviously your program as well. If you if your program isn't suitable for you and you're not building and and your program's been designed shit and it's not doing what it's meant to be, then you're not going to build muscle. Um, so general rule of form: one gram of protein per pound. Yeah, that is generally what we say. Um, you can't overconsume. So if you wanted more, um, like you say, you, you're all right to have more. But I'd always, as as a minimum, I'd go for the one one gram per pound as a bare minimum. Um, but then you've got to have a look at other things like your testosterone. Stuff like that. If, you, if your body is naturally low on testosterone, if you're older, so talking about males, um, as soon as you start hitting 23, 24, 25, your testosterone starts depleting. So someone who's 18, 19 years old is going to find building muscle a lot easier than someone who's 40-year-old. Uh, me and Liam were actually talking about this the other day on about training young people and stuff. Um so there's a lot there's a lot to think about when building muscle other than just your protein intake. Um like I say, it depends on you as well, on your body. Um as a general rule of thumb, aim for as a minimum one gram one gram per pound as a minimum, I'd say. So I had a question. Uh, is there a consequence to under consuming calories? So I've just set um a lot of clients up in the past week. Um some of them are probably on uh, higher calories than they were before. Some of them on lower calories than they were before. Um, Underconsumption isn't really an issue. Um, obviously, providing that it's not impairing training performance. So if you were to look at it like um, putting fuel in your car. So if, you're, uh, if you've got to travel 100 miles and you've got 70 miles of fuel, I know we all played a zero-mile game and we just keep <laughs> pushing it as much as we can. But imagine you're running your body on, the, on fumes, basically. So... If your calorie target is, say, 1,600 and you're trying to get by by eating 800, 900, just trying to sort of fast track your, your fat loss, you're probably going to hit a brick wall really fast. Um, it could lead you on to overconsumption later in the week. So you might go, I'll just undercut it. I'll just have 1,000 calories a day for four days. You might get to the weekend and go, not, not doing this and consume 4,000. And that sort of deficit that you thought you were opening yourself up into has just become a surplus. Um, you've just flogged yourself for four days for, for no reason. Um, I'd also um, suggest, are you actually consuming that many? Um, so make sure your tracking's on point. Make sure you're tracking uh, spread sources, milk in your tea, sugar in your tea. You can easily rack up calories just subconsciously going about your day with your general habits. Uh, so make sure you're tracking everything. Make sure you're accurate with your tracking. Um, I generally aim, I, I give calorie targets out for a reason. Um, there's no point trying to undercut that um, by sort of like just holding calories back. You're not going to fast track your fat loss. Um, let me let me look after that for you. Don't don't you worry about that. Um, worry if you're over consuming, then we'll 
we'll have a we'll have a check in and discuss it. A one a one way conversation. A one way a one way combo. My way or the highway? No, it's not like that. <laughs> but it is. No, there's no point. There's no point in trying to come under. I've had this before. Your clients, um, like you set them at fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred, and they'll, they'll say, "Oh, that's too high. I don't need to be on that." But there's you don't want a quick fix. Like Liam said, if you if you undercut and you you're under, you know you're on poverty calories, you come to the weekend, you're gonna be starving. Uh, you're probably gonna be like lower micronutrients as well because you've starved yourself. You're just gonna start feeling lethargic, low on energy. You're gonna start being deficient in stuff if you're not getting enough food in uh, your meats, your fruit and vegetables for that. And you just will end up falling off the wagon and just putting yourself. It'll be one step forward, two steps back. Um, if your coach has set you a, a set calorie target, there's a reason for that. Um, it's tried and tested, unless obviously your coach is brand new and they don't know what they're doing. Um, but there's a, there's a reason for it. If, you want, if I wanted someone on 1,200 calories, I'd set them at that. Um, but ultimately, you want to be able to perform on your sessions. Like Liam said, you don't, you don't want to run your car on empty. You want to be able to turn up to the gym and smash a good session out. You don't want to go and just go through the motions. If you're just going through the motions, then you're not going to progress as well as what you want to be doing as what you deserve. So uh, talking about calories, I've had a question uh, someone sent in. Uh, best way to prepare for a cheat meal? Uh, I don't really like the word. I don't like the phrase cheat meal. Uh, don't really like it. it it's food. Uh, regardless of the, the, nutrition quality, the nutritional qualities of that food, it's food. I, don't, I hate that cheat meal. Uh, it's something I don't use with my clients. There's food. And then there's food, and you just eat it. You can either overeat or you can undereat. But the best way for having, if you're going to have a meal out, uh, you have a pizza for each birthday, or you want to have a few beers, it's the weekend or whatever, it's absolutely fine. 95% of the people who are training or on a program don't need to be worrying too much about not having pizza, not having a few beers of that. If you're competing, if you're doing physique competitions and stuff like that, then you need to be tighter. Then you need to be strict to yourself because there's a reason for it. If you're just, you know, wanting to get in better shape, um, you wanting to lose a bit of body fat, build a bit of muscle. If you want to have a beer and a kebab on a Friday night, then go for it. Just work it into your macros. So talking about macros again, if you're on 1,500 calories, there's a few ways you can plan for this. We'll use a beer and a kebab as an excuse. Just talk about myself, because that's what I have every Friday. So what I'll do is to say my, tar my target is 2,000 uh, a day. Just, just bank some calories. So I have 1,800 days, 1,700 every day leading up to it and just accumulate a surplus of calories that you can then use on a meal, on a, like a high-calorie meal, shall we say. Other ways, increase your output. So add another session into your week. Um, your neat, up your neat. So try if you know you're going to have a big Friday because you're going out with the girls or whatever, then instead of 10,000 steps a day, go for 12,000 steps a day, go for 13, 14,000 steps a day, whatever you can. Instead of four sessions, get that fifth session in, a hit session spin, uh, another weighted session, whatever you want to do, just expend more energy leading up to it. So there's a few things you can do. You, if you wanted to be if you wanted to be like really smart with it, you could do all of them if you wanted to. You could bank calories leading up to it, add an extra session in, up your steps, and then have that meal uh guilt-free shall we say you should never feel guilty about eating you, you only get one life if no one on the deathbed ever turned around and said i'm glad i didn't have that pizza on the friday night no it doesn't happen so if you want to have a, a meal out or whatever eat it just work with it now on the flip side if you're the person that's doing it week in week out and then not getting results that's probably why you're not getting results so you need to be smart about it 
don't just you know spend all your calories on shite week in week out and then go morning monday morning why have i not lost any body fat well because you've not planned for it you've not been smart with it you know there's better there's better ways of doing it alternatively look for an alternative so you know there's plenty of comparisons out there at the minute instead of we'll use liam's example instead of a domino's Marks and Spencers have got loads of like low calorie pizzas in at the minute. So you still feel like you're having a naughty meal. You feel like you're having a cheap meal if you like, but you're not having a 2000 calorie pizza. You're having a 500 calorie pizza. There's loads of ways around it. I'm waffling. Go on, Liam. Always waffling. Always waffling. Could have waffles (laughs) on your death row. Um, So... We talk a lot about uh, calorie deficits. Um, I have some clients who are in a calorie surplus trying to build muscle. So I've had a question, what are your go-to bulking foods? So I'm trying to put some size on now. Um, I'm eating 4,100 calories a day um, at the moment. Some days, if my day's long, say I'm up early in the morning and I'm going to bed late at night, it's quite easy. I'll just spread it out through meals. Um, if my days are shorter, if I have a lion on the weekend or I go to bed a bit earlier, it can be difficult. So appetite dependent um, if i'm hungry i like uh, cereals i'm a stickler for cocoa pops um i feel like when i was a kid like i just took cereal for granted it was just like a poverty oh, breakfast that your mum and dad would give you but like the cereal market's huge now there's like all sorts like Reese's <laughs> puffs there's all we could do alive i just just on cereal but um i tend to go for sort of like fattier meats so like steak and uh, sausages bacon things like that eggs pretty calorie dense um cheeses things like that so i generally will make sure my protein portions are a bit of a, a fattier meat obviously not ideal even a deficit you're trying to look after your calories but if you've got some to spare uh fattier cuts of meat do me good um if i'm not as hungry um i'll look at sort of trying to fill out with like nut butters uh spreads so like biscoff spreads nutella um bang a bit of that in my yogurt or oats uh, or on some crumpets um fruit juice so uh, fruit juice generally will be empty calories unless obviously it's serving a micronutrient purpose um, if you're in a deficit but in a surplus I've found sort of a bit of orange juice um, also helps me digestion a bit more um, obviously satisfies vitamin C and it's just easy calories that I can get in so it's all appetite dependent um, if you can manage it food wise and you can eat that much volume then uh, so be it but if you're sort of struggling appetite wise then i definitely opt for sort of calorie dense foods to, to pad out your day um, and four four thousand one hundred calories is tough. Um, so if you are in a surplus, um, sort of increment it up slowly. Um, walk before you can run. If you're struggling to shovel three thousand, then don't go up and up your calories to three and a half thousand. Um, just stick it out for a bit. As soon as you've saturated it and you've got good at it, try three thousand two hundred. Um, add another x amount of grams of a carbohydrate sourcing. Um, just don't don't overface yourself because force feeding is not not fun at all. Mm-hmm. Digestion will be shot at as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Sat on the toilet all day. Okay, yeah. uh, I got a question about else to do. <laughs> lock, lock down. It, lock it's crap. You're not getting paid for it though. When you're at work, you're getting paid for it. It's different. It's different that. Exactly. Okay, uh, I got a question about training. Um, so it was uh, Lee in the uh, members area. Is it good to mix up your training? Um, so should you be doing a mix of cardio, so like running, bike ride, hit training, resistance training, etc., and should it be split evenly? Um, mix up your training's good. Um, if you're only ever doing one type of training, uh, you might feel like you plateau a little bit. You might feel like uh, you're not getting the results that you were doing. Um, then it might be good to mix it up a little bit. 
Um, mixing it up is good as well, just just for look, just for enjoying your training as well. So, say if you if you're a runner, um, most if you most runners like they'll run day in day out and they'll be very very good at running. Um, throw them on a bike and it'll be completely different, uh, and you'll probably find that the body will react differently so your body becomes accustomed to what you're doing so say for example if you're a runner um and you know you, you're happy with your time you're happy with your performance and stuff like that and then you used to go on a bike you'd find that your body would burn a lot more energy because it's not it's a different discipline it's completely different it's recruiting muscles that you don't usually use and um, same with resistance training so say uh, like I, i've not run for a long time since i was in the army really where i used to run all the time so my I do uh, resistance weight training because I enjoy it and that's what's best for my personal goals. So during the lockdown, I've started to do running as well. Um, and it, like I'm, I'm getting DOMS again, which I never used to get with uh, resistance training just because my body's not used to it. My body's not accustomed to it. It's not conditioned. Your muscles aren't conditioned to it. So mixing up your training is good and it can make it enjoyable as well. So you can look at things that like, you might never have done before. You can make up, you can pick up new hobbies uh, like water sports, paddle boarding, kayaking, canoeing, stuff like that, rock climbing. I'm quite, me and uh, Laura, wife are quite into our rock climbing. Um, it's good just to mix it up because like, you, you do burn a lot. Uh, you work your body, feel like you've had a full body workout. Uh, and it's enjoyable as well. So if you're finding that your training program's not enjoyable um, or you're not getting the results or you've plateaued, then yeah, mix it up. Should it be split evenly? No, not really. You don't need to regiment it um, unless you're training for a specific event or for a specific reason or for your occupation. Uh, that's the only time I'd say to regiment it. I'd just keep it fun and keep it interesting, in all honesty. Um if like if you don't want to run, I have a lot of people saying, "Oh, I'm going to go for a run." Well, do you want to run? No, well, don't run then. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Uh, there's other ways of hitting your goal. There's other ways of doing and achieving what you want to achieve. Uh, so yes, it's good to mix it up. No, I wouldn't say uh, you'd benefit from splitting it evenly or regimenting it. I wouldn't say so. I'll just expand on what Jason said earlier. Like obviously, cardio-wise, by all means, mix it up. Uh, do what you can do well, what you can recover from efficiently. Um, in terms of resistance program, um, I hate people who program hop. I don't hate people who program hop. I hate program hopping. Um, it's a strong word. Um, if you're sort of aiming to progressively overload over week in, week out, if you're spending four weeks in a strength program, you just sort of get in scripts with it. You're finding your feet range-wise, weight-wise. If then after that four weeks you're trying to shock your body uh, by completely overhauling your training program, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, so obviously in terms of cardio, keep it fun. It's it's another form of output. Um, like Jason, unless you're training for a specific discipline, um, feel free to just do w whichever you enjoy most. Um, if it's resistance-based, add milk a program as much as you can as long as you're enjoying it. It's you're progressively overloading. Um, you can it's sort of like constitute your goals uh keep up with it don't just program hop because you're bored um it it's just detrimental to your progress you'll find yourself going around in circles if you program hopping after every three or four weeks uh my next question uh it's actually my last question so should i weigh my food raw or uncut uh, raw or cooked so generally if a package doesn't state otherwise the macros are for uncooked food um some might stipulate so like 100 grams pan fried this girl said sometimes says pan fried sometimes says cooked grilled whatever so generally i just go off what the packaging says um in terms of protein sources generally there won't be that much um 
discretion between. Obviously, if you're cooking chicken, it might lose a bit of water. Um, I just generally go for what the packaging says. So if it says 100 grams uncooked, obviously just cook 100 grams. By the time you weigh it, it might be 75 grams. It's still 100 grams uncooked, so just track those macros. Um, if you're batch cooking, let's say you've got a 500 gram pack of ground beef, um, cook the pan of it, fry it off, uh, put it in tubs. And if it says 100 gram pan fried, just put it into five tubs of 100 grams if that's what you want to do. Um, the only thing I'd be wary of is uh, starchy carb sources. So pasta, for example, uh, 75 grams of pasta equates to 180 grams of cooked pasta. So if it's uncooked, weigh 75 grams, put it in a pan. After you get out of the pan, generally it'll weigh 180 grams um, as the packaging states. So make sure you're tracking the macros for that. So if you're eating 180 grams of cooked pasta, make sure it is 180 grams of cooked pasta and not 180 grams of uncooked pasta. Otherwise, you're just going to be hemorrhaging calories. Um, you're going to be weighing, you're weighing in, you're half a stone heavier because you've been eating enough pasta to feed it at least. So just, just do what the packet says. The packaging there for a reason. Uh, just do as it says. It might be tedious weighing your food, but it'll take you much longer going around in circles eating kilos of, kilos of pasta because you can't be asked weighing your food. So just, just weigh your food. Um, it's meticulous. It can be boring. Just do it. Get in the habit of it and it'll feel like when you don't do it, it'll feel like you're sort of missing missing a link. So, um, yeah, just go go off the packaging. Cool. Right, I'll answer some of these questions in the comments. Just move my fat finger out of the way. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh. Okay, Helen, home back exercise ideas. Good question. Um, there's... I, I found, especially with programming and training myself, without any kit, like pull exercises in particular, um, are quite tough, quite tricky. There's a million and one different press-up variations of push exercises, no dramas. Pull exercises, okay, there's quite a few little bits you can do. Uh, I did one the other day in one of my uh, lives with a towel, uh, like a prone towel lap pull-down Um I might do a video, a couple of videos about that, actually, to help out. Um, home back exercises, so... Anything, so like any, like these, these the prone rear fly where you can lie down the floor. It's best doing this with uh, videos, really. I'll, Helen, I'll send you some videos over because me trying to talk through it is not going to work. Um, Joe Thomas, find tricep dips using a chair while in lockdown comfortable. Can you run enough rep? Another exercise. Uh, I recommend you stop being soft and just crack on with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, try, a try a different chair. It might be the chair. Try a different one. Yeah. Um, if you're looking. Depend the, the different types of tricep dips. So you got the tricep dips. Are you trying to are you trying to work just your triceps? If you are, there's a million one ways of um, working just your triceps. Now, tricep dips is a different exercise. It's quite a big compound that which uses your chest and your shoulders as well. So by for, for changing from a tricep dip to uh, a tricep dip with your arms on the back of the chair, you're going to be losing. Um, quite a lot of muscle groups there. You're not going to be using your chest and shoulders as much. Um, so if you're if you want to change your tricep dip, look for push exercises. Um, so if you wanted to target chest and shoulders, look for like a pike press up um, or like a bar wire press up. If you want to target them areas, if you're looking to just target just triceps. There's loads you could do. Get a pint of milk out the fridge if you want to do tricep extensions. You could do, if you've got a resistance band, tricep pull-downs. There's loads of different ways. It depends here on what muscles you're trying to target um, 
to switch them out, really. Um, if that doesn't answer your question, DM me and we'll go over that a little bit more. Tammy, what I if I want to... Go on. So generally, if it's causing you discomfort, I'd look at where it's causing you discomfort. So if it's around your shoulder joint, make sure you're sort of not pushing too far into it, if that makes sense, trying to sort of word it. Um, make sure you're not sort of overextending forward. Make sure, if it's sort of your elbows, make sure your elbows aren't flaring outwards as you're coming down. Um, so it's generally where it's causing you discomfort. If you if you uh, message me or Jay, um, or send over a video to Jay, uh, you'll be able to advise from there. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's kicked up a fuss here. Helen, Joe, get off my chairs. <laughs> and Isaac, at least you've got arms, mate. Stop complaining. Well, that's it. Just stop being soft and get them done. Just get them done. Okay, guys, if there's anything you want us to elaborate on or anything like that, just drop either of us a message. Um, I did say there'd be a giveaway, right? I'm giving the opportunity for one of you guys to jump on one month's online training for free. Now, to get this one month online training, all you need to do is DM me your goal and why you think you deserve to jump on a one month online training with me all right and then i'll go through and who i think deserves and who i think has got the who's more suited to my program will get one month's free online training so jump in the dms um fire over your goals and why you think you deserve training and then we'll go from there um we will post our time next week and then if anyone's missed any of this then we've, we've been trying for four weeks now to try and video this and try and save it I keep failing dramatically. So Liam's took charge tonight. Hopefully he's got it nailed. Um, but if you have missed anything, it'll be live on our story for the next 24 hours and we'll get them posted on YouTube and other bits and bobs as well. Uh, so in the meantime, if you have got any questions, message either of us. We'll be happy to help out. Um, and then we'll also answer them on next week's lives. Anything from you, Lee? Yeah. Mate, Liam makes me do arms all the time. It's arm day every day. Every day? Nope. So, yeah, as, as Jay said, feel free to message us some questions. Uh, if you don't want to wait a week for the answer, we'll answer there and then. We can always answer there and then and redo the question during the live. So, um, if you've got any burning questions, could be anything at all. Um, so, give us, give us a shout. Um, and thanks for tuning in as well. Obviously, we can't do the live without people tuning in, without people asking us questions. So, thanks for giving us the ammo to waffle on. <laughs> and I love to waffle love it yeah I'll, I'll keep going all night we'll probably carry on once you've all left we'll, we'll probably just carry on talking so we'll end this and then we'll jump on a zoom and just carry on talking shite at each other yeah right <laughs> thanks for everyone for tuning in we'll post next week's time we'll get some questions together and uh, same procedure next week sweet to you soon team cheers everyone